Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series Defending Jacob, a gripping thriller based on the New York Times bestselling novel and starring Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery, Jaden Martell, Cherry Jones, Pablo Schreiber, Betty Gabriel and Sakina Jaffrey. The limited series unfolds around a shocking crime that rocks a small Massachusetts town and one family in particular, forcing an assistant district attorney to choose between his sworn duty to uphold justice and his unconditional love for his son. For your Emmy consideration. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of of the Deadline (laughs) of of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. Uh, This is our what third episode in quarantine? Yeah, is it third or fourth? Yeah, no third because we had Alan and then uh, no, 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 our fourth. We had um, oh Isa, Isa Isa, as well. Yeah, Isa, yeah, yeah, yeah. So our fourth, (laughs) and it's going pretty well, right? I think we're getting into a groove um, and uh, getting used to this new way. You know, who who knows where we'll be next month. I mean, I'm hoping maybe in June we could record in studio. Again, yeah. But fingers crossed. That's all you can say. But this week we have a, a star, the titular star of Katie Keene, Lucy <laughs> Hale, also a Pretty Little Liars alum, PL Squared. I like that word titular. Titular. <laughs> titular. Uh, and she is a joy. No, she is. She was such. She was so fun. We had a, such a fun conversation. We talk about a lot. We talk about a lot. We cover a lot in this um, yeah. discussion about the show and about her journey in Hollywood. I mean, um, I remember. I remember seeing her on American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember. I've I've known. I've I've sort of been following her career since that, which is which is pretty cool to see where she's at right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, Katie Keene, for those of you who don't know, is a, a, a spin It's in the Archieverse. It's in yeah. a, a spinoff. It's connected by uh, Josie. Is that the... Yeah, Josie yeah. McCoy, who was the Pussycat Doll. Yeah. Not Pussycat Doll, just Pussycat. I mean, Pussycat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and I'm it's saying, five no, years it's, in the future, too. And there's so going to... It's going to be interesting to see what happens for you, fans. And, you know, Lucy... She said, oh, I forgot to talk to her. I was like, because every time we find out someone's from the South, I always want to say, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot to mention that. Uh, That's probably why she's so friendly. Um, (laughs) But um, no, yeah, uh, you know, Katie Kane is in full effect right now. You guys should watch Mm it. Uh, Lucy is a joy. Uh, Everyone's a joy. We're all (laughs) hanging in there. 
right everyone just keep it we together. are what is it what's it we, we all we're in this we're together. all in this together high school <laughs> musical style is, but so. isn't there like a saying that everybody keeps saying like hashtag we're in this oh, alone together or alone something together like that or something like that there's okay, multiple well. things that, there's, <laughs> there's multiple hashtags that are happening right now okay but um but yeah so without without further ado here is lucy hale from katie king Lucy, thank you for joining us on the New Hollywood Podcast. Lucy Welcome. Hale. Thank Welcome. you, guys. Thanks for having me. I was so excited to have something to, some people to talk to. I haven't been talking to people lately. <laughs> how, is your, how is your quarantine? Yeah. You know, it's it's been better than I thought because I've been trying things I've always wanted to try and, mm. and you know, I, like you guys, like rarely get time off, so I've been trying to just like you know, take it in and rest and cook and try new things and, and organize my house that I've been trying to do for a while, but I'm over it. I think we're all over it <laughs> ultimately, but, uh, Have you know, you we're doing what we need to do yet. for everyone. Everyone's making banana bread. I've already um, made it and mine was crap. It was not good at all. <laughs> it was so dry. I'm just not a cook. I'm not a chef. And uh, well, it's, it's okay. You know, you have time to perfect your banana bread recipe. I do. These <laughs> very ripe bananas, because apparently it's, maybe they that look was sweeter. the problem. They were yeah. not brown enough. Yeah, brown, yeah, just make them as brown as possible. <laughs> what? Got um, it. You heard you it participated, here first. Have you participated in any of the challenges? Like, we, I don't know. Uh, the Instagram I, challenges or like, or I don't like know. A TikTok guys, stuff. A TikTok, the okay, TikTok I promised myself I, I wouldn't get a TikTok. I feel, <laughs> I love don't, watching the videos. I just, I don't think don't I can. I already pressure. spend too much time on my phone. It's just, yeah. I would never get off it. But, but yeah. what were some of the Instagram challenges? I feel like I would do exactly. that. There, there were, there were the, the ones that the, the don't rush challenge or you see people like they're in like plain clothes and then they do something and they're oh, all glamorous. Oh, and then they do yes. the brush yeah. and then they, they're like glamorous. There's, they're the push-up, they're the push-up t- challenges. I've been like that tagged was one on of the Oh, first I got tagged in like 15 of those. I'm yeah. Like, and I'm like, I'm not What's 10 push-ups going to do for anyone? <laughs> My challenge but. is just to, you know, watch as much TV as possible. Yeah. You know, I think, I think mine is ultimately that as well because I watched yeah. a full series yesterday in one, in one day. Outer Banks on Netflix. Oh, is that good? I've been seeing. You know what? It's kind of like Stand by Me meets the OC meets Narcos in a weird way. There's a lot of violence and drug use, but it's for teens. But they're set in the South, so it's really good. (laughs) I think the acting is great. I liked it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good. I'd recommend it. Cool. Outer Banks. Yeah. Well, so, we'll sorry, just, I just took a swig. Hey, look, I have my pink lemonade. Okay, I, cool. I had this on, I remember I had this on another video call, and someone was all, Dina, are you drinking White Claw? And I'm all, no, I'm drinking coffee. No judgment over here. It's quarantine. I know, you could, it's, we're all at home. I think it's okay to drink during the day, right? Exactly. If oh. someone's trying to FaceTime me, please don't oh. do that. <laughs> it's Louise. okay. Sorry, we guys. We like it all natural here. It's it's very, mm. like, cash. Yeah. And, but, 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 Lucy, you know, you've you've been on plenty of TV shows pretty little live but now you're on Katie Keene. How has yeah. this the road been like for you going to Pretty Little Liars and now you're on, uh, on Katie Keene? And, you know, I remember your cameo on Scream 500. You know? Whatever <laughs> it was, I don't even remember. <laughs> no, but how, how uh, you know, how has your journey been like up until 
you know, where you're at right, where right I'm at now. now. Katie Kane. Yeah. You know, I moved to LA with my mom when I was 15. I somehow convinced my mom to move across country from Tennessee to LA. And mm-hmm. like many people, we came out for pilot season. And mm-hmm. um, like many people in my position, I've never thought about doing anything else. I didn't go to college. I didn't have a plan B. Um, and it was, it was sort of the only thing I was good at. Like I didn't, I was kind of a strange child and would just like <laughs> sit in my room and come up with creative scenarios. And it just kind of like became how I emoted as a kid. And it's definitely my creative outlet um, as an adult. But I started taking voice lessons in Tennessee and then flash forward to when I'm like uh, 13, I did American Juniors, which was a, mm, a American that. Idol for yes. kids. It was, I remember that. It was a mess, but like it's the whole reason I'm here. You know, I, mm, it was my first mm. time in L.A. and it was for music. It was for singing, obviously, but that it was then that I got introduced into acting. And so I went back home after that, began acting classes, to flash forward to 15, talked my mom into moving to, moving to L.A. for pilot season. And, uh, you know, we lived in the Oakwood apartments. If you're familiar with those, they're kind of like mm, the apartments yeah, for I've all seen the actors. Yeah, i documentary. Yeah. Oh, it's a strange world. It's a strange place there. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't book anything for about a solid year. And then I booked my first pilot at 16. Um, and I've sort of just, I've been in LA ever since. We never, my, mm. my mom moved back when um, I was 18, but... I booked my first pilot that didn't get picked up. I booked another pilot that didn't get picked up. I booked uh, Bionic Woman, which was my first pretty big breakout role. I played the little Mm -hmm. sister. Um, But then there was an actor's, or no, it was a writer's strike, I believe. And we got canceled, which I think we would have gotten canceled anyway, but um, (laughs) it was that. I actually like the Bionic Woman show. I was was down for it. I love that. You know, there are those fans of it which i think is great but um Mm -hmm. then i booked my first cw show which was privileged which was the whole reason i booked pretty little liars because that went for Mm. a season and it was the same producers and they i'll never forget the day i got the call about pretty little liars they were like we have this script uh it's based on this book series it's called pretty little liars i was already familiar i had already read all of them had all the books on my bookshelf Mm. and i it was the first time where they were like, we want you to be a part, it was my first offer pretty much. And um, they were like, we want you to choose a role. And I was immediately drawn to Aria. I saw a lot of myself in her. And um, But I also read for Hannah, believe it or not, which was mm. the popular girl. Mm. And they were like, no, no, but you can play Aria. <laughs> um, and that show obviously changed my life. Like yeah. that changed the course of everything. I spent my twenties on that show. Um, created a family on that show. We experienced yeah. births and deaths and everything mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, I, I don't think any of us really knew quite the phenomenon that it, it became. Yeah. It became it was a not, huge thing. It, it but huge, but I never yeah. realized it until I, actually when I was outside of it. So mm. we've been done probably two, I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. So like two and a half years ago, <laughs> probably. So it was... Because we lived in a bubble. We filmed everything at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. We filmed nine months out of 12. And so it was It was w- when I began to travel and when the show had ended where I was like, holy, I was a part of something really, really cool and like really impactful. Um, so yeah, that whole experience was really amazing. And I knew that once that ended, I thought I was going to take a break from TV. I was like, I feel mm-hmm. like after eight years of filming TV, I should probably just like chill out for a second. But... 
I didn't. I immediately jumped into <laughs> another show called Life Sentence, which was also right, on the CW. Right, right. Which was important for me because I knew I wanted to do something different. And I proved to myself that I could do other things. I think mm-hmm. it's so easy to get kind of pigeonholed into, um, you know, this, the same kind of role. And I'm still trying to do you know, make big strides in doing different kinds of roles. But uh, that show also got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's all a part of the journey. (laughs) Right. It is a part of the journey. But that leads me to where I'm at now in my life, which Mm -hmm. is the biggest joy I've ever been a part of, which is a show called Katie Mm Keene. And was just a huge reminder of how much I love what I do. Um, I read the script and was like, I just feel really happy when I read this. This is such a joy. And it's set in New York. I had manifested working in New York for so long. I had manifested a show where I could sing. Um, And it all came to life with this show. And it's really cool. Like, I actually have in journals where I'd written down my dream job. And probably, like, seven out of the ten things are Katie Keene. So, I feel... And it's on CW. And it's going well, which is great. And it's doing better than ever now that everyone's in quarantine so a lot more people are watching it but yeah it's been a blast yeah you mentioned like uh you know like reading the script and just feeling happy and and, and i was just when i watched it i watched the first couple of episodes and it, it, it is a it is a stark difference from what we saw in pretty little liars yeah this this show is fun there's colors it's bright um obviously pretty little liars is a little bit darker there's a lot of murder yeah um, <laughs> you can say oh, that um, yeah katie Keene stems from riverdale which has lots of murder People yeah exactly but it's, yeah that's what i was gonna i was yeah. gonna ask you like the the tone I mean, it's from the Archieverse. It's it's within the Archieverse, but the yeah. tone is so different than than Riverdale and uh, Chili uh, Chilling the Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. Yeah, Chilling. Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. A lot of people, you know, we have no one dying on our show yet. Mm. I mean, if we go for a bit, they're gonna have to come up with some ideas. But maybe then. <laughs> I hope not. I yeah. don't know. You know what? It's it it. I think Roberto, who created Sabrina and created Katie and created Riverdale, has such a distinct vibe and there's such a comic book feel to everything mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think even the CW was a little surprised at how fairy tale like uh, Katie Keene was, but they they loved it and they really pushed for it and they wanted it to be drastically different from Riverdale. But the tie-in, I think the whole reason they were calling it a spinoff is because... We have Josie McCoy from yeah. Riverdale, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. I, I, I remember talking to the producers, and they're like, "We just love Ashley Murray, who plays Josie, and we felt like we you know, we needed somewhere to showcase her in a better light, and she mm-hmm. definitely, I feel like, fits into Katie Keene in a really great way." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do like it throughout this, like in the in the beginning when they're like, "Oh, oh you're from Riverdale. That's a tough place." Right. <laughs> Definitely throw in some like little Easter eggs for the fans. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like people from New York saying Riverdale. Wow. Yeah, that's murder capital tough. of the USA. Right. It is. Yeah. I watched I that, that show the fun. other day. It's dark. It's really yeah. dark. Oh, oh so you, you so were you were you were you familiar with um, Katie Keene before uh, you got on the show? I I remember I've seen I remember vividly like seeing pictures of her and I knew she was kind of this pinup it fashion girl, but I, not much. No, I mean I was obviously mm-hmm. familiar with um, the Archie comics and yeah. obviously, but you know, because of Riverdale and everything, but no, she was kind of new to me and the, mm. the writers and producers kind of gave me a blank slate to 
create her in the way that I saw her. And I saw her as this optimistic little fairy happy girl, you know, whereas mm-hmm. in the comics, she was more of a sexy pinup. And I just, mm-hmm. I saw her as sort of this just little bright light. And I wanted to make her, she's definitely someone I aspire to be more like. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not as positive as she is, mm-hmm. but, um, but it was cool to get to create a character from the ground up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, there are obvious differences from the original Katie Kane to what we're seeing on, on this yeah. screen right now. And Wait, like Dino, you said, did you, did this, you like, know Katie King? What's that? Did you know Katie King? I knew were the name because I, okay, I, I was a fan of the Archie comics. Oh, were you? Okay. That's cool. Yeah, um, and um, I would read them, and she'd pop up once in a while, just like Josie mm. and the Pussycats. You know, Katie King, like, they'd be all, hey, and then she'd leave. Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah, like, she's finally getting her moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the show, and, you know, the, the, Katie King was uh, created, like, in the 40s. Very different time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then now, how do you think Katie King speaks to, you know, this generation and even more importantly, a kind of inclusivity because we, we see queer characters. We see yeah. people of color. You know, it's it's a very different universe than probably what was in the 40s. Like, how right. do you think the show kind of pushes, furthers that needle, pushes that needle yeah. a little bit further? I mean, the show is about dreamers. It's about mm-hmm. all people and how we all have a dream and not everyone wants to be a designer or a musical artist or on Broadway, but we all have a dream. And I think the whole moral of the story is no dream is too big and mm-hmm. anyone from any background who looks like anything can accomplish whatever you set your heart to. And um, one of the main things I loved about the show is that one of our main characters is a, a Latino who's gay, who dresses up in drag. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, I wish that I would have had a character like that to see when I was growing up. But mm-hmm. even in the last five to 10 years, especially for this demographic, there's, there's mm-hmm. not much like that. And I think that, um, you know, we really, we really want to show, showcase all types of people. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we had Shangela from Drag Race on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, She's been on the podcast. She's been on the podcast. Really? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, she was one of our first Love her. Yeah. 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 She's wonderful. And so we really want to showcase all types of people. And, um, most of our writers are, um, you know, all from all different backgrounds and mm-hmm. all different sexualities. And I, I know that Roberto and Michael Grassi, who created the show, really wanted to give, um, there's a lot of women too. They wanted to mm-hmm. give yeah. different yeah. types of people it, a chance. And it feels like New York. And I, I, I love the Easter egg and how uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, Ginger or... Um, Jorge and Ginger. Yeah, Jorge. Jorge. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, her, uh, his, um, his aunt, is it his mom or aunt? I'm not, his mom, his, uh, yeah. His mom. His mom mm-hmm. is Daphne uh, Ruben Vega, who's the original Mimi mm-hmm. from Rent. Can you, I, I mm-hmm. love that. I so love it. So here's the funniest story about that. So Johnny, who plays Jorge, who is an absolute superstar, and I just adore him to pieces, he was like a Daphne groupie growing up. He oh, is really? her biggest fan. Would go to mm-hmm. all of her shows Flash forward to now, she's playing his mom. It was like a full come circle moment for him, but I thought oh, that, that wow. was pretty amazing. That yeah, is kind of there's exciting. pictures of him from when he's like 14 at her concert. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah, cool, cool. Are you are you having like uh, the show? I mean, it was it sort of like gave me like Sex in the City, but before there were Sex in the City vibes. Like, yeah, we're like, like the pre. Like the time. We're like yeah, Sex in the City without. 
that much sex. <laughs> yeah. So are you having, are you getting your, do you feel like you're getting like your sex in the city moment right now? I really do. There's been like a couple of moments where we'll just be strutting down the street arm in arm where it's the four mm-hmm. of us. And mm-hmm. I actually started sex in the city from the beginning about a week ago. And there's oh, really? so many moments that I see where I could see where they drew inspiration yeah. from it. So you haven't seen sex in the city prior? I have or seen it, but not like in its entirety from the okay, beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, have you seen the movies? Oh, yeah. Seen the movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we definitely feel flattered. Movies, you do. do I, I love Sex in the City. That's like one of my all-time favorite shows. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, I, I, I mean, that show is groundbreaking. And I yeah. Think, yeah. But I, what I do like about Katie Keene and just about this universe, the river, is it called Archieverse? It's I, called yeah. Archieverse, yeah. What, 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 they, what they're doing with it and... Uh, I, like the brightness of this kind of really, it's a great counterbalance to kind of the, I love yeah. Sabrina, I love yeah. Riverdale, but there's this brightness, this kind of liveliness and this energy that's totally different from the yeah, two, but they're all you. the same at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Working you. at Lacey's. Right? <laughs> yeah. And there's like, there's like more that people can relate to, right? Like, I don't yeah. know if all of us can relate to being uh, chased by a, a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been there like, and done that for eight yeah, years. So. But, but this show, I think a lot of people can really connect to what these characters are going through in their in their journey to to sort of find their purpose and find their careers. Yeah, well, thank you. You guys get it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, it's fun. It's, I mean, I, I just think it's it's nice seeing something like it's a little bit more levity. Yeah. Um, but and then it's still connected. But you know, speaking to that, you know. Can how exactly how much crossover can we expect so, with the the you this you this for the universe the river the Archie cinematic universe yeah I was wondering whatever. that too because Katie Keene is five years ahead of of Riverdale yeah yeah, yeah. so um and so I think what's gonna happen I, I might be speaking out of turn I might get in trouble but I think Riverdale <laughs> I think Riverdale might be flashing forward i don't know and if that does yeah. happen i could have just totally made that up then i think we'll <laughs> see a lot more crossover but uh this week's episode we actually have casey cott who plays kevin mm. uh he'll be on okay. this week's episode that's already out i know i won't get in trouble but see PLL mm. has traumatized me because they, they they're like you literally can't say anything yeah. um <laughs> we that. also have mark consuelos will be oh. in our finale mm. um and we had no, that's it. But I'm hoping, you know, whenever all of this is said and done and we go back to filming, I, I hope we have a lot more crossovers. Oh, uh, the uh, KO, who plays my boyfriend, well, now ex-boyfriend on Katie Keene, is, mm-hmm. is this out? Yes, there is a picture. He's going to Riverdale. <laughs> because, oh. so, it, because, so he's going back in time. I also mm. went back in time and was on an episode of Riverdale. It gets a little confusing. Ooh. I thought PLL was the last time I'd ever play a teenager, but I was wrong. <laughs> I got to play a teenager at 30 years old. Yes. Yeah. This is, uh, it, this is, it's, I, I'm, I'm loving what kind of entertainment is doing in terms of building these worlds. You know, I, I would say it kind of started with Marvel and all that, but... I, I do like how there's all this crossover we're seeing yeah. it with you. We we saw it with like Hawaii Five O and Magnum PI. Right. It's like it, it's like seeing characters you want to see together together. The and fans the love it. That, yeah. yeah, you're going back and forth in time. That's even better. It's like all ooh, what happened between you know right that that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. CW is really good at crossovers. They do that with yeah. all the superhero shows, yeah. and it yeah. like yeah, people true. go absolutely crazy for it. 
Yeah, definitely. New Hollywood is presented by the Apple TV Plus original series Defending Jacob, a gripping thriller based on the New York Times best-selling novel and starring Chris Evans, Michelle Dockery, Jaden Martell, Cherry Jones, Pablo Schreiber, Betty Gabriel, and Sakina Jaffrey. The limited series unfolds around a shocking crime that rocks a small Massachusetts town and one family in particular, forcing an assistant district attorney to choose between his sworn duty to uphold justice and his unconditional love for his son, for your Emmy consideration. So so for for people so for people who don't have previous knowledge of Katie King, what would you say they should they should they should know before they jump into the series? Well, oh goodness, just about what the show's mm-hmm. about. I mean, just going back to what I said, it's about it's a show about people with big dreams in New York City and it's I know Roberto, he explained it perfect. He was like this is the nostalgic version of New York City that we all build up mm-hmm. in our heads and I was like that's mm-hmm. exactly it because mm-hmm. it is a heightened reality. There but the characters are really grounded. So it's kind of it's very fairy tale like and um I I don't know anyone who doesn't have a a big dream or a big goal and um we just want to leave people inspired and mm-hmm. um but we also have really cool clothes and hot guys and <laughs> yeah. so there's speaking, that speaking, too speaking of the clothes i just wanted to ask like i know i've seen your instagram you're a very stylish person your character is obviously a very stylish designer what what is sort of your relationship with fashion and were you did you have to learn how to sew for for this yeah. role i I took a couple of sewing lessons because I had to know okay. how to, I needed to know my way around the sewing machine that Katie uses. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, I'm definitely not as good as Katie. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but you know what I have taught myself during quarantine was how to cross stitch, which has been Ooh. really fun and I really enjoy Is it. Is it calming? Yes. I mean, it's one of the only things that and puzzles where I can just sit still and. Ooh, puzzles. Puzzles is where it's at. Too. Yeah. Actually. Um, Sometimes I get stressed out with puzzles. It's like I even dream about it. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, all, ooh, I wake up and I'm all, ooh, I can't they, wait. They just released like the biggest puzzle. Didn't they just release like the most puzzle piece uh, puzzle How much was or something it? like that? Like it was oh like 1500 or something. That's just oh, that not okay. That's too much. <laughs> That's just not okay. Who's got a table that so, big? Are you yeah, on the yeah, ground? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I forgot yeah, what I, the I other half of your uh, question was. Um, oh, um, oh, what was your relationship to fashion? Oh, fashion for. I mean, yeah. My mom used to tell me, even as a little kid, I would point to the shoe store when I was like two years mm. old in the stroller. So I've always loved clothes. Like, but I think since I've been, I'm in this industry and I'm exposed to going to fashion shows and um, I get to do a lot of fittings and work with a stylist, mm. it's, I have a deeper appreciation for it, and especially w- working on Katie Keene. Mm-hmm. I understand how things are constructed, how much goes into it. Um, you know, I've gone to multiple fashion weeks where I just see how much work goes into it. But personally, I mean, it's obviously just a, um, uh, it's how we express our personality. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what my personality is during quarantine. Cause I have not, this is the first time I've put on jeans. The time. I put on jeans for you guys. Um, oh my God. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, but, but it is, it is fun to mix it up and try new things and, uh, I do work with a stylist, and I give her all the credit. Her name is Michaela, but um, mm. but I do appreciate it, and I think that, mm. um, yeah, I yeah. love it. I mean, well, I just mm, always loved it. I do want to add about this kind of fantastical New York, because I think in the past, New York has always been seen like, oh, come here, and your dreams will automatically come true, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I, mean, we, I mean, no shade to Sex and the City, but... 
people thought that they could go to New York. Oh my God! Own yes. a walk-up brownstone <laughs> and still afford Manolo Blahnik. <laughs> And it's all like that. no, you'll be right. wearing cardboard shoes, writing yeah. writing a column. You're yeah, writing one. Column. How often did she write? <laughs> it was like, a weekly column. A we- I think. All the time. Column a week. Yeah. <laughs> and you could afford that. No. Yes. That's kind of what bothered me. But with, with it's not realistic. Heen, I, yeah. Yeah. It's not realistic. With Heen, what I like is that you see them actually working and there is a and struggle. struggling. Yeah. 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 We but, do you know, laugh that they have. I mean, they live in Washington Heights, but. We do laugh that they, they have a really big apartment, but they do. but we do find out. I don't know if it's a storyline. Nope, too too early. That's like, <laughs> okay. she um, like has. We do find out why like, they nope. can afford it, but okay. but well, what I love is that at least what I love about Katie is that you meet her at the beginning and you think this girl's got it all figured out and life is great. But what at least how I played it throughout the season is that this girl is really lost and she only puts on that front because that's the only way she knows how to act. And she always puts other people before her own problems because she deflects from her problems because she doesn't know how to deal with them. But Mm -hmm. a lot of them unfold throughout the season and you really do get to see um, some darker parts of the characters. I mean, there's always going to be the lightness of it, but Mm -hmm. um, especially within Jorge's character, you get to see some um, really dark stuff, especially Mm -hmm. him coming out to his dad and then having to come out to his dad about dressing in drag we we didn't really shy away from that because I think Roberto really, you know, that that could could have been part of his personal story. I don't know, but mm-hmm. he wanted to um, do it some honor. Mm. Wow. What would what would you say? Um, what would you say that you and Katie have in common? The what would you say that you have in common, and what would you say that maybe uh, a, a thing about you two that you guys differ from? Differ like from personality. I mean, yeah. her story of her dream of becoming a designer. It almost as like a direct parallel with me moving to LA and wanting Mm -hmm. to become an actor. Like I just, the passion that Katie has for not only her clothes, but for her friends and for her relationships, for her job. Um, I mean, I definitely know I'm a passionate person for, for worse or for better, but, Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely that drive that kind of, um, I was like, Oh, that, that reminds me a little bit of myself. But like I said Mm -hmm. earlier, she definitely, she's just always so positive and I'm like, I, I need to be more like this. I want to think more mm-hmm. like this. And she knows how to flip the situation upside down and, and make it for the better. But, mm-hmm. um, but I, I definitely see more of myself than I don't see of myself mm-hmm. in her. And I mean, that's what I do with every character. You have to find yourself to make it make sense for you and make sense for mm-hmm. the audience. And, um, that can, that can be the struggle sometimes, but right. Yeah. Right. Cool. Cool. So, you know, you have Katie Kane. Um, what else do you... I mean, I know we're in quarantine right now, but... what? So many what home do, movies coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your next TikTok video that you're going to... Y'all are going to convince me get, to get a TikTok video. By I don't have one. Okay, don't, don't I, I, don't have, I don't have one either. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> there are funny. some I mean, funny ones out there, though. There yeah, is. There's some weird ones. Yeah. There's some weird ones. <laughs> which I appreciate. Yeah, no, but not I like, enough I like for him. me to hop on. Be all, I'm going to yeah. make my own. But um, but what else do you have kind of in the works? What is on is the there horizon. a role you want to tackle that you haven't yet, um, or like a genre that you want to get into? Like, and even like it's like writing, directing, producing on your horizon. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I did a couple of indie films last year that are, you know, in the indie world. It takes a while for them to find their footing and find a home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have 
three of the, one of those it's called a nice girl like you i believe it's coming out in may or june on streaming mm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I should know more. Uh, and sometimes then, soon. Yeah, sometimes soon. So those mm-hmm. those are trying to find a home. But as far as the future, I just, you know, you take Aria and then you take Katie Keene. I just want to do something really stripped down and really just dark. Mm-hmm. and Because I, I don't think I've been given that opportunity yet. And, and I want to. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that really makes people go, that's Lucy. Like, I... I mm. I don't know what that role is exactly, but on the flip side, I want to do a musical too. Like I'm dying to oh, do a musical. Oh, I was gonna ask you because you recorded an album, correct? I did. Like I re- I got, when did I record that? I released an album in was 24, okay, so about like six years do, ago. Um, do you plan on doing do, releasing more of music or what? Is- you know what? It was like a hard realization for me to realize that. That just wasn't the route I wanted to go. I love music and I like one day want to do Broadway and I would love to, I love writing music and I love, um, you know, kind of keeping it for me. But Mm. I I realized that that angle wasn't necessarily where I felt the most fulfilled, which was really, really hard to like come to that conclusion. But, but everyone was really supportive and and really supportive of my music. And um, I don't know, but I'm open. I I don't want to like set boundaries if I could if I could release albums all the time and just release them not have to tour I get really nervous performing live uh, like oh. like yeah it was really? taking a toll so, right like just just anxiety just oh. like to the point mm-hmm. of yeah so stage fright which is interesting <laughs> well, you know, because I perform every day people. but it's different because yeah, it's what... it's me and it was my words and I don't know it's just just yeah. a strange Strange feeling, but but it was good. I mean, sometimes you have to try things and be like, nope, that didn't work. <laughs> right. So but, the, yeah. you said you're a bit, you know, you want to do a musical. What is your favorite musical or, or like, and what kind of, if you could do a classic musical role, who would you play? Gosh, I would, I mean, this is big, but I love The Wizard of Oz. <gasps> I love The Wizard of Oz. Classic. I wouldn't even have classic. to play Dorothy. I would play the Tin Man, but... I could I, see I you like, as Dorothy, though, honestly. No, seriously. Yeah. I could do it. Um, but but the most recent... I got to see a lot of theater when I was living in New York filming for Katie. And I saw um, Hades Town, which was incredible. Oh, I my want, gosh. Like, oh, God. I, that was like... Because it won all the Tonys and everything. I really... It's really, really worth it. it. Not overhyped at all. Amazing performances. Mm. And, I mean, you should just listen to the soundtrack to listen to it. It's Because it's got a... Like Cajun, not Cajun feel, but what am I trying to say? Like Zydeco. Kind yes, of thing? yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. I think that's Zydeco. the word I was looking for. Yeah, <laughs> really good music. Oh my god, I'm craving Cajun food right now. That sounds oh great, jambalaya. <laughs> yes, you and food. I, I just want something me? really deep fried. To, Chicken. You know, I, I, I'm just all about deep fried. Anyways, anyway, I, I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so before we move on to sort of our final section, what, what can you tease for us that's upcoming for, for the, for the season, for the remainder of this season? Okay. So where are we at? Well, there's quite the love triangle for Katie. Mm. Um, currently she's, she's in her, her dream job position. Um, she kind of gets screwed over and then she makes a big comeback, Mm. but the, the finale is really cool because I get to sing one of my favorite songs ever which was totally a coincidence that the writers didn't even know it but um it's a song from 
a famous Broadway musical. I probably can't say what, but <laughs> oh um, but Can we guess and you blink. <laughs> sure, <yes or> no? <laughs> you're like blink three times if you need help. <laughs> you can guess. I'll say. I'll, you can guess. I, I yeah. I'll from leave it up the to Dina. No, but I used to sing that song growing up. I really did. I love that in song a competition so in singing competition. Yeah, um, you get, you get one more guess. guess. It. Two more guess. Okay, two more guess. No, no, two more guesses. <laughs> Okay, well, you get two more guesses. I don't well, really know I don't Broadway know. that much. I'm trying to. It's okay. Think. Is it is, it is it is it from a recent Broadway show or is it like, like in the last? Yeah, in the last five years. Five. Okay. Oh my god! So it is recent. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. I'm trying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is it a very well known like something that has run for a long time and maybe left and came back? Is it Tony mm. Award winning? I think so. Y'all are going to get me in trouble. Okay, no, okay. We'll leave it at home. Okay. We'll leave it at home. We'll leave it at home. So it's not home. But everybody. it's not. But, but Lucy has <laughs> sung home before. But it's home. But I have. There we go. At karaoke. You guys just saved me. I forget. There we go. <laughs> Okay, so we, we like to wrap it up with this fun little section we call the facts or the FAQs. Uh-huh. Just sort of random questions, but like related to obviously like you and what's going on. Mm-hmm. So the first question is, what's the most unexpected thing you have gotten into during quarantine? Oh, wow. I mean, I think it might be... There's two things. I just bought a keyboard. Ooh. So I'm trying to learn the piano at 30 years old. So wish me luck. Um, and I guess cross-stitch. I mean, I don't know if that's unexpected because I play... A seamstress yeah. slash designer, <laughs> no. Katie Keen. Um, but I, but I have been doing a lot of. I don't know. That might be it. No, those mm. are good. Like total cool. cross stitch. I wish I knew how to play the um, piano. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 and a key, a keyboard. I'm like one step away of ordering a keytar. I would really <laughs> yes, you have to do this. A we love a keytar. Yeah. It's a yeah. Underrated. Um, so, you know, Katie Keene in the 40s was known as a pinup model, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. What posters were on your wall as a teen? Oh, don't get me started here. <laughs> um, Devin Saw. Oh, okay. Zachary Taylor Thomas. Ooh. Zach Hansen, who was and might still be the love of my life. We're not sure yet. <laughs> um, and I was like the ultimate diehard sync fan. Oh, oh my god! Like so much so that I would get mad if someone played a Backstreet Boys song. <gasps> I was, was a Backstreet Boy fan. See, all the way. it was I either or. I that like liked in sync better. I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that Backstreet Boys were better vocalists. Yes. And syncs mm, were better I think performers. So Agreed. Yeah. I, now, yeah. now that there we go. Now that <laughs> I'm a little down, older, Dina. I can I can say that. Oh, I also Wait. loved um, 98 Degrees. <laughs> Ooh, 98 Degrees, Invisible yes. Man, Hardest Thing, we 98 and Rising. <laughs> yeah, and rising. 98 and Rising. <laughs> do you, you know guys, what my favorite album growing up was, though? What's and it's up? it's a Christmas album, but it was Hanson Snowed In. <gasps> that, that is I would listen album. to it year-round. Also, another good one when is Christina Disney Aguilera's used... Christmas album. <laughs> so good, yeah. <laughs> what, do you guys remember when Disney used to do the Disney the concerts? Yes, with like ninety eight degrees, Britney yes. Spears. Yes, and yes. <laughs> ninety eight so degrees, man. I they need to bring that back. I love those concert harmonies. specials. <laughs> no, they did. They were good singers too. Okay, what was the most embarrassing outfit you have ever worn that you thought at the time was so cute? Oh, 
There's pictures of it, too. Um, <laughs> I want to say it was season two of PLL, and it was on a red carpet event, and it was this blue two-piece suit, like bright electric blue two-piece suit. And it, it could have been cute, but it was altered all incorrectly. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really short. I'm 5'2", and the pants were maybe two inches too long, and it was wrinkled. Oh, it was just not right. <laughs> but, uh, and my hair, like, I, I don't know. It was not not a good were, were you, like, walking down the red carpet saying, ooh, this is it? I'm, I'm... <laughs> I think I did, and then I think I got on the carpet, and I was like, I don't think I made the right call. <laughs> so you, you, knew, you knew then and there. <laughs> yeah, but you live and learn. It's all good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then our final question we ask all our guests, um, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer, creator, that is not in the mainstream that you think people need to know about and you want to give more shine to? You know what? She, I was, cause I was thinking about this and she's had a lot of success and I've worked with her before. Um, her name is Marlene King and she was the creator of Pretty Little Liars mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she is just incredible. She she gave so many women jobs, so many people, um, and just took care of us. And she she really is all about empowering women. And um, you know, she created a show about four women, and she ch- changed the direction of my life. And um, and yeah, I just want to give her a shout out. She's really the best. And cool. but she's killing it. I mean, so many people know about her, but I I feel like she's just going to continue to rise. And yeah, keep yeah. doing like, amazing. I think podcasts. a lot of people in the industry know about yeah. her but yeah. Like, yeah she's not but i'm just giving her yeah. she's not like just starting out i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> no. but she's we, someone that i i really i don't even know if she knows that she um has impacted my life that much i'm oh, sure she does but she we're not breaking news on deadline breaking news i love marlene king yeah <laughs> that's cool i mean it's like we need more women like that in these right in, in, right in these positions of power or these like kind of power you know too yeah in the mainstream too so people can know about yeah. them so yeah. Yeah. yeah shout out to marlene Absolutely. shout out to mm-hmm. marlene well well lucy <laughs> thank, thank you, you so, so much. much this was a great conversation katie keen so is so fun. much fun you're so much fun Y'all are the hopefully best. after all this we will see you in your blue suit walking <laughs> on the carpet never again <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.